Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I have been watching the Andy Griffith Show on Netflix. Sorry, just had to. So I've been watching the Andy Griffith Show on Netflix, and this past week, while I was watching, a holiday episode came on. And so it is Christmas Eve in the town of Mayberry. It is Christmas Eve in the town of Mayberry, and... A young man has just been caught red-handed, moonshining. Of course, it wouldn't be an Andy Griffith episode if someone wasn't caught making some moonshine. So he got caught making moonshine by a guy who owns a liquor store. So he wants this guy to be thrown in jail. He wants Andy to lock him up, but Andy pleads with him. He says, oh, come on. It's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. And whoever this person was, he said, he's got a, a family, he's got a wife, and he's got a, a young son and a young daughter at home. I, I promise you, after Christmas, I'll lock him up according to the letter of the law. He will serve his time after Christmas. The owner of this liquor store said, no, you need to do your duly elected duty as a sheriff of this town and lock him up. And so much to Andy's chagrin, he locks this young man up, puts him in jail. But what he does is he goes to his house and he arrests his wife and his young son and young daughter for accessory after the fact because they all knew that daddy had been moonshining. And so he locks them all up so that they can all be together for the holiday in jail. And then Barney comes in with a stack of Christmas cards that have been sent to he and Andy. And they sit down at Andy's desk and they're reminiscing through these cards, seeing who's who, who sent them a card. Do you remember this person? Oh, yeah, fine people. I do remember that person. And so Barney says, Andy, do you remember the Hubacher brothers? And Andy says, I sure do. I, I, I sure remember those three young men. Fine young men they were. Where are they now? And Barney says, well, all three of them are in the state penitentiary. And he shows Andy the card, and it's the three Hubacher brothers with their arms around each other in their, in their jail cell. It says, Merry Christmas from the state penitentiary. And Barney says, you know, Andy, it's just real swell that they could be together for the holiday season. <laughs> this time of year, family is important. Family is important at all times, but especially 
during the holiday season. Many of us are preparing ourselves, preparing our homes to receive our relatives, to receive family members, or perhaps you are already doing so. Or if you're like me, you are preparing yourself to travel to see your relatives, to, to travel to see your family members. So family is an important time during the season. And that's what we find Mary doing in our gospel lesson. Traveling to visit her relative, Elizabeth. The angel Gabriel has just departed from Mary. The angel Gabriel gave her the good tidings that she will bear God's son. And Mary says, how is that possible? I'm a virgin. And the angel Gabriel replies, nothing is impossible with God. For even your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. And this is her sixth month. She who, said, who was said to be uh, barren. And so the angel departs from Mary, and so she rises with haste to go visit her relative Elizabeth in the hill country. And I love that word, haste. Let's us know that Mary went with serious intent to go visit Elizabeth. But why go visit at all? Why make this visitation? It was about 80 miles from Nazareth to this unnamed Judean town in the hill country. 80 miles, that's about a four-day journey for Mary. That's a long way. So why did she rise? Why did she go visit her relative, Elizabeth? Could be that she found out she was pregnant and she didn't want anyone to know. So she went to this unnamed town to get away from Nazareth. After all, she is unwed. And being pregnant and unwed, well, that was punishable by death. Or, I don't know, perhaps she didn't believe the angel's words to her that her relative had conceived a child and she wanted to see for herself. What is the reasoning for her getting up with haste, with serious intent, and going and visiting Elizabeth? I think that Mary is a person of great faith. Faith that we should all aspire to, of course. I think her reasoning for going and visiting her relative Elizabeth was to show forth God's plan of salvation for God's people. To reveal God's plan of salvation for all of God's people. Because that's what she did. All she had to do was enter Elizabeth's house and greet her. And immediately, Elizabeth was filled, filled full of the Holy Spirit. And said, blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's all Mary had to say was just a greeting for Elizabeth to know, to be told about God's plan of salvation. That the child Mary has conceived and her own child in her own womb, which would be John the Baptist, are a part of God's plan of salvation for Israel, for the whole world. That plan of salvation, it was not brought forth in a high, comfortable, warm castle it was not brought forth by some powerful king with a mighty army. It was not brought forth in a glorious and majestical way. That plan of salvation was revealed, brought forth to these two lowly women, yet these two strong women. Mary, young, poor, and unwed, and Elizabeth, old and way past the age of childbearing. God's plan of salvation was brought forth through the meek, the mild, 
and the lowly. And that's what God's plan of salvation includes. It includes the lowly who are lifted up, as Mary says in the Magnificat. It includes the poor who will inherit the earth, as Jesus says in the Beatitudes during the Sermon on the Mount. It includes the hungry who will be filled with good things. It includes those who are oppressed, for they will be set free. It includes those who mourn and are sorrowful, for every tear of theirs will be dry. God's plan of salvation brought forth through these two powerful women, through these two strong women, includes all of God's creation. It includes me, and it includes you. With that being said, <clears throat> there's more to the story. And so I invite you all back here, hopefully not in the parish hall, hopefully you get yourself a good seat up there in the chapel, for the 4 o'clock, the 6 o'clock, or the 10.30 service tomorrow on Christmas Eve. When we get the chance to hear, as Paul Harvey used to say, the rest of the story. The rest of the story, which includes God's salvation for you, brought forth through these two women, brought forth through John the Baptist, brought forth through God becoming us, God becoming you, breathing the same air you breathe, walking upon the same ground that you walk upon. And all the trappings of human life, the sorrows, the joy, the laughter, the friendships, the family, the kickback and relaxing. God is coming. God is coming. Because it's all a part of God's salvation plan for you. Hope to see you tomorrow, 4, 6, or 10.30. Not all three, just choose one. Amen.